What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria, and I am back with another episode of The V-List Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining and listening. And yeah, I know I'm missing an episode from July, but it's all good because it's all good. (laughs) But boy, is this episode going to be great (laughs) Um, because I just turned 30 great. Yes, that's right. 30 great. I've been on this earth for 30 great years and um, 38 great years rather. (laughs) And so for my birthday, I took myself on a trip. So I'm coming to you live from East Africa, Tanzania, Zanzibar to be exact. And while this is a very beautiful and peaceful place, and I'm so happy to be here, getting here was more than a trek. Let me just say that. So I'll start by saying I knew that this was going to be a long journey. I knew that. I knew that already because it's Africa and I just knew it was going to take a day, at least a day to get here. So I was prepared for that mentally, right? Um... I've flown to Africa before, so I'm aware. I knew it was going to take a while. I made the mistake of not paying proper attention to while I was, or to what I was booking, rather, (laughs) Um, in terms of my flight. I was so excited, and I had already booked the hotel that I wanted to stay in, I had done some research and was like, oh, okay, yeah, I want to stay in Zanzibar. Okay, yeah, I want to, I want to stay here. And this place has good reviews on TripAdvisor. And boom, the um, star rating is pretty good. I, you know, consulted with a few friends and people who had been here before. And I had it all down pat. You know, I had already planned everything. I knew this was going to be a solo trip. Even though I did invite people to come, I kind of figured that it would be a solo trip just because, A, my birthday is always right at the same time that school starts so um my friends who have children can never travel because it's the first week of school so understandable um and then I had a few other friends who were trying to make it but they had other plans and things in place that were preventing them from being able to commit so I being who I am and being okay with traveling alone, decided that this would be a solo birthday trip. And I'm perfectly fine with that. So I just should have done a better job of (laughs) booking my flight. So I booked the flight after I had already, you know, booked my my room and everything. Um, And I booked the flight to Dar es Salaam Airport, which is in Tanzania, but it's on the mainland. And when I sent my flight information to the travel agent at the hotel so that she could arrange the shuttle service, she was like, oh, no, you need to, I need to see your arrangements or your flight coming into Zar, Zanzibar, which is the airport on the island. And I was like, oh, crap, insert face palm here. I wasn't thinking. All right, cool. I'll just purchase a separate flight from Dar es Salaam to Zanzibar. Cool, no problem. Went online, bought a domestic flight, and it was really cheap. So no harm, no foul. So I thought. So 
I also knew that the first leg of my flight was from Dallas International Airport to Dubai. And I was flying on Emirates um, Airline. And then the second part of my flight, the second leg of my flight from was from Dubai to Dar es Salaam. That was operated by Fly Dubai, which I guess is a partner of Emirates Airlines. Um, but what I didn't know and didn't discover until the day of my flight, while sitting in the airport in Dubai, I noticed that the flight from Dubai to Dar es Salaam had a stop, one stop. And I'm like, huh, perhaps this one stop is why this flight is so long, because it really shouldn't be seven hours. But who am I? You know, I've never done this flight before, so I'm not the pilot, whatever. But it was seven hours because there was a stop. And guess where that stop was? Zanzibar Island. So me thinking, oh, wow, I could save some time on this commute and just get off the plane once we get to Zanzibar. Then that way I don't have to fly all the way to Dar es Salaam and then catch a flight to Zanzibar separately. I can just get off the plane. But, you know, let me confirm first. So I went to the agent at the ticket counter in Dubai and explained the situation. And they were like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense, you know. But we have to see if we can, you know, get let you off the plane because, you know, they have to print a new manifest and they have to do, you know, approve it. And all the seats have been purchased and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, if anything, you guys made money off of me because I technically would be getting off the flight sooner than what I paid for. And they're like, yeah, but it just doesn't work that way. So the guy at the ticket counter, he really tried to, you know, work it. He called some people or whatever to ask if I could just get off. And they all basically said no. But to ask the crew once I got on on the plane. Well, we get on the plane. I was just kind of like not thinking about it anymore. I was just like, well, I'll see what happens because I ended up actually falling asleep on this plane because mind you, when I, by the time I landed in Dubai, it was technically midnight my time back home, even though it was 8 a.m. in Dubai. So my sister was tired because I hadn't really slept. So I fell asleep and then I feel this landing and I wake up and I'm like, oh crap, we're landing in Zanzibar. Okay, well, you know, I'm just going to get off. I'm just going to get my bags and just get my stuff and have a carry-on bag so I didn't have to, um, you know, get any luggage or anything from underneath. So I grab my bags. People are deboarding the plane. I get off. I'm the last one to get off. And lo and behold, I didn't think that they were going to be checking tickets or anything because whoever checks your tickets when you disembark a plane, like I've... I've never had that happen, but perhaps they were doing that because we were disembarking in a different country. So even though that normally happens when you go through customs and we weren't at customs, we were literally getting off the plane, walking anyway. So they were checking tickets and he noticed that my ticket said Dar es Salaam. And he's like, oh man, this is Zanzibar. So I'm like, yeah, I'm aware, but this is my final destination. Well, you have to have a ticket that says Zanzibar. And I'm like, well, technically I have another flight that's coming to Zanzibar from Dar es Salaam, but 
it just doesn't make sense for me to fly all the way to Dar es Salaam if I could just get off here. And I didn't know that there was a stop here. And long story short, they were just like, oh, no, ma'am, you know, we have to check for security reasons if we can do that, blah, 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 blah. So the head stewardess or flight attendant, you know, grabbed my bags and was like, hey, you just need to get back on the plane and let me just do some checks. So I was explaining to him again what was happening, what the what the case was. I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me to fly all the way to Dar es Salaam when you guys have a stop here in Zanzibar. And if I fly all the way to Dar es Salaam, I have to catch another flight to come back here. And that's just a waste of my day. And I had already rearranged my um, the pickup from the, the shuttle from the airport uh, to the hotel I was staying in and everything. So I just really like, if you guys could just let me do this, it'd be great. Like... I've never been held hostage by an airline before. (laughs) I mean, technically it wasn't hostage, but you know what I mean. And so he's like, well, let me check. You know, bless his heart. He tried to check again. He went, asked a few questions, went and asked the pilot, whoever. I don't know who he asked. Basically, they came back and said no, because it'd be uh, too long of a security check. They'd have to check all the bags on the plane. They'd have to do a double head count. They'd have to print a new manifest. And it would take hours to do all that. So long story short. I can't leave. So at this point, I'm deliriously tired and frustrated because not only was I frustrated with myself, but I was also frustrated with like this whole process because I'm like, I get it that you guys have security checks and I'm not trying to breach anybody's security, but like, come on. At what point can it just be common sense? And you guys just be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We don't want to inconvenience our customers, but trust me, I get it. I get it. It's a security breach check, whatever the case may be. So... I stayed on the plane, very frustrated, and had no Wi-Fi, so I couldn't email the uh, driver to let them know that I was not going to be able to get off the plane, and I needed them to pick me up at the original time again. Just super frustrated, and so naturally, tears started coming down my face, and like, mind you, I'm on a plane full of people, (laughs) and they're looking at me, and I wasn't making a scene or anything, I was really, really calm, but I just started crying, and I think I started crying because I was so tired. I was so tired, you guys. I had been traveling for almost 24 hours, literally almost 24 hours, and I was just ready to land, and I was frustrated with myself because I'm like, why didn't I know that there was a stop and that the stop was in Zanzibar? But in my defense, I don't think that was printed anywhere on their website until the actual flight was confirmed because I had been checking and double-checking those flights for... Mm, yeah, a while because I remember going to try and pick my seats and I wasn't able to pick seats for the Dar es Salaam flight. And I was confused because it, but then it said you couldn't pick seats because it was being operated by Fly Dubai. So I had to go on to Fly Dubai, um, their website, and try to pick seats. But I didn't see anything that said that that flight had a stop. And more so that that flight stop was in Zanzibar. Had I known that the day before my travel, I would have called and been like, hey, y'all just switch my ticket. Like, (laughs) I'm that smart. I'm that smart to do that. So in my defense, I didn't know. But I tried and it was super frustrating. Oh, but that's not where the story ends. I get back on the plane. We fly to Dar es Salaam. It's like a 15-minute flight from, 30-minute flight, if that, from Zanzibar to Dar es Salaam. And I have to go through customs, you know. I have my COVID test. I have everything that they said I needed for Dubai 
but Tanzania actually tests you up on entry. So you get another COVID test. So, okay, fine. Pay $10, get the COVID test. It comes back in like five minutes. It's a rapid test. No COVID. Amen. I knew I didn't have COVID. Thank God. So I finally go through customs. Fill out. I have all my visa information already because I printed all that stuff out online. See, I'm prepared. I'm a prepared travel. I'm, I do my research. I typically don't have these types of things to happen to me, which is why I was so frustrated and annoyed. But nevertheless, I go through customs and everything. And then I'm like, okay, I have to catch another flight to Zanzibar. And they're like, oh, yeah, you need to go to the domestic counters. So I go to the domestic counter. There's a line. And the lady waves waves me in and just tells me to come on inside. And so I came inside. I go to the, but I'm about to go through security. And I'm like, wait, I don't have a ticket. So I go to the other ticket counter. And the guy is, like, asking for my ID and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to check in on my flight. I still had, like, an hour before I even had to check, like, over an hour before the flight was leaving. He could check me into the flight. He's like, I don't, I don't, I see your reservation here, but um, it won't let me check you in. And I'm like, why? What's going on? Why why can't, like, I don't get it. And he's like, I don't know, but just wait over there for me. I'm going to try to see what I can do. (laughs) Man, I'm sitting over there nervous AF because I already had had a freaking long day. Uh, I had to pee. I wanted to cry again. Um... And my phone was dying and I didn't have the proper charger because I didn't buy the converter or the adapter that is for overseas. So I'm frustrated again. So I'm just sitting there like, God, please, please let me get on this flight. I'm tired of traveling. This has been a super long day and I'm frustrated and I'm just ready to get where I need to be. So long story short, the guy comes and he was like, you know what? I didn't want to make you buy another ticket because I don't know what happened to your ticket. It just would not confirm, but I'm going to get you on this flight. So he literally like hand wrote me a ticket. Like I didn't even have anything to scan. You know, normally you walk through the little, to the ticket gate and they, to ask for your ticket, they scan your boarding pass and bloop, and then you go. I didn't even have a little scanner on my ticket. It was just a handwritten green ticket that stood out like a green thumb, (laughs) like a, a sore thumb. And everybody else had a scannable ticket. So I'm just like, okay, well, I hope I can get through. Then he's like, oh, and you have to check your bag. Now, mind you, I have carried my bag this entire trip. But I get here and they're like, no, you have to check your bag. It's too big. I understand why now because the plane was really little. Um, But it made me nervous because I'm like, I don't even have a scannable ticket. So he's going to make me get on this plane. I'm giving him my bag. How's he going to scan my luggage in? Like, what if it doesn't make it? Oh, God, please. So... I'm waiting. The flight gets delayed. They had like three flights leave for Zanzibar before our flight finally came. It was like late, like over an hour late. We get on. I hand the guy my printed ticket. He's like, I don't see your name on a manifest. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm like, sir, look, this is what the man gave me. I showed him my baggage claim ticket. So he took my ticket and was like, okay, go have a seat. I'll go check into this. Everything checked out. Apparently, he came back, handed me my ticket, said, thank you so much. Sorry about that. I'm like, okay, right. I don't know what happened, but thank you. So we get to Zanzibar, albeit an hour and a half late, but we're here. It's late, and my driver is still waiting for me. I was so thankful for that, but I felt bad at the same time because he literally waited like over five hours for me. (laughs) 
he waited. We get in the truck or the van, and he's like, okay, we got about an hour drive. Oh, <laughs> imagine my disdain. But I said, you know what? I made it this far. Oh, and my baggage came. I literally... I cried a couple of times that night. I cried when the man said, I'm going to give you on the, get you on this plane and not, you know, I don't want to make you buy another ticket. I literally started crying then. I was like, he was like, oh, is everything okay? Are you okay? I was just like, no, I'm just so grateful and I'm just so tired and it's my birthday and I just thank you. And he was just like, oh, it's okay. I sister, I take care of you. Akuna Matata. That's what everybody says here. <laughs> So I cried then. I cried when my baggage came. When I was when I landed and got into the airport in Zanzibar and saw the baggage coming out, my bag was like one of the first ones to come out. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I cried again. Then I like almost shed a thug tear when he said we had an hour drive, but it was cool. I was just like, we're on the way. We're almost on the way. You know, but everything was so delayed. But I got here. It was like the whole resort was quiet and dark and shut down, but there was somebody at reception that came that let me in and I'm here and it's beautiful and it's peaceful and it's cultural and I'm enjoying myself so far it's only been day one I'm not here for that long I was able to contact the airline to change my flight going back so that it, I get on from Zanzibar and I don't have to go to Dar es Salaam. <laughs> you Jesus. So yeah, your girl was thinking ahead. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Tomorrow I'm going out to explore more of the island, do a couple tours, but today has been really insightful. I did an art class. It was like an art therapy class, which is kind of interesting because I've never done art therapy before. And the instructor said, you know, close your eyes and you know, kind of meditate, you know, think about, you know, how you're feeling, whatever emotion comes up, just allow that to, to express, you know, feel that. And then she said, now I want you to think about a color. Just think about a color. And, you know, whatever color comes to mind is the color that I want you to just express onto your canvas, you know, whatever colors it may be. You know, she explained how to make certain colors. So we got the supplies and we started painting. And the color that I thought about or that came to mind was gray. And I'm just like, oh my God, what does this mean? Like, I started painting. I started with the black and I just started painting a whole bunch of swirls. And then <laughs> I added the white so that it would be gray and swirly. And it looked kind of like a storm to me. So I kept adding more white so that it would brighten up some. Then I added yellow on the corners. And then I added a little bit of brown and tan and then some fuchsia, which was really random. But when the instructor came over and she was just explaining, you know, what the colors meant. And I was like, she was like, oh, gray is actually good. You know, gray is where um, opportunities and possibilities lie. So... That just means that, you know, you have a lot of different opportunities and a lot of different things that are, are ready to happen for you. And, and it's good because you may not even know where they're coming from or you may not even see how they're going to happen. But that's what the gray is. It's, 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 a it's full of possibilities. It could be anything. And I received that. I did. I received that. So I'm going to leave you with that. If you're feeling like you're gray or you're in the gray right now, don't look at it as a bad thing. Don't look at it as a scary thing. Look at it as the area of opportunity and possibilities. That's where all the opportunities lie. 
and as a gift she gave me a picture of some koi fish to add to my painting because she said you know I want to add to your prosperity put this in the middle of your painting because in the gray you have a lot of prosperity there and this will help it manifest (sighs) namaste anyway thanks for listening to my adventurous start to my 30 great birthday I'm loving it more to come Thanks for rocking with your girl. Bye.